This is the Real Magic Podcast. Learn about great design and use it to get great results. Now your hosts, Greg Merrilies and Alan Nunez. Hello, listener, and thank you for joining Greg and I today for the Real Magic Design Podcast, where we try to unpack our experience to help designers and business owners understand how to create amazing designs and work together to make design that's profitable. I'm Alan from Pixel Partners HQ, and here is my fabulous co-host, Greg from Studio One Design. G'day, Al. It's uh, great to be back, mate. I'm super pumped for this second half of the Taki interview. Oh, look, this interview was just phenomenal. I mean, we have... Just in the first half, Taki has just given us insights onto why it's so important to have things like frameworks. I mean, he he takes this to an extreme. He doesn't just use it in his business, but he uses it in his life. And he illustrates them. He's actually quite a, you know, not really an illustrator, but he, he does physically draw these frameworks out live so that it draws people in. And I think that's the point. You know, it's not something theoretical. Uh, I mean, he will actually, whenever he's got to do this, he'll draw it up. You know, he, he will leverage the framework that he's created. He just doesn't, you know, make them and stick them in a standard operating procedure manual on the shelf like so many other businesses do. Absolutely, buddy. So, look, why don't we just launch into the second half of this interview? There's so much gold in there. I don't want to hold back. Yeah, let's do it. It's interesting. I was going to actually ask you something about um, you, you and I both have a an office in the same city in the Philippines. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I was going to, and I'll bring that up in a little more detail in just a moment. But you know, my guys, we've been, we were hunting for uh, a larger office premises, mm. and we were looking at some of the newer buildings in that city. They're they're very nice. They're very stylish. They're very modern, and I mean, they're they're a blank canvas on the inside. So we could have made the interior whatever we wanted. But yeah. a lot of these buildings, and this is going to sound silly to people in Australia and the US, but they have a a shoes worn policy, right? And I've got a team of graphic designers that they love walking around the office in bare feet. Yeah. And with kind of whiteboard walls and, like, scribbling on stuff. Yeah, yeah, and it immediately wrote off a lot of our options, so we really had to think outside the square. Look, the reason I brought up your your office is that one of the things I've noticed about your office is that you actually allocate time and and money to let your team design a, a cool workplace. I'm interested to know why you feel that's important in in your business and would you recommend that other business owners seriously think about the environment that, that they work in? Yeah, so I wish I could I, I wish I could take full credit for that. Hey, the truth, you know, kind of the, the full story is that um, Tommy who runs our office in the Philippines did that uh, completely and and I walked in and was as as kind of blown away and and in love with the space as you are. So I wish I could say I said you should kind of design the office and make it funky. Totally not. I just walked in and went, oh, this place is amazing. I would totally move here. I think, though, the physical environment is massively important. Like, if you think about how do you work when you're at your best, and the environment for me means three things. It means, like, you know, what's your physical space like? It means who are you around and what are your tools? My, you know, the office that I work best from, the tools are really simple, man. So it's Action Method Notebook from Behance. The guys make really nice gear. Some my favorite little pens. So that's my tools. My, phys- my ideal preferred productivity environment for me is local cafe. It's got some background noise that fills the space. I find kind of working by myself at, at my office here at home a little bit too quiet. But you've just got to obsess about creating the perfect environment for you. So for me, it's distraction-free environment, which is kind of lots of good things going on around me but that I don't have to pay attention to. Um, physical tools, you know, nice notebook and pen, noise-canceling headphones, and you know, a favorite Spotify playlist, you know. So that's what it is, you know. 
if you know that you do your best work in some environments and you're not best work in other environments, then how about we go, what would make a, a workplace that rocked and build something like you saw in the Philippines? And I'm sure you guys, you know, both have, you know, workplaces that inspire you in their own ways. You know, there's no point. You're going to spend a bunch of time at work. We may as well make it rock, hey? Oh, look, absolutely. And, and I, I, yeah, you mentioned uh, Matt Church, your friend earlier, but I think you know Matt Church is a is a big advocate of of you know working out how you do your best work. And I mean, he talks about going from you know superstar to supernova. You know, what's the next step? What's the next evolution? And I think if you can build that environment, not just for yourself, but if you have staff, if you have designers, if you have anybody working in your business, you know, work out um, what that best environment is for them. I mean, I'm a big advocate in my company of, of hiring stay-at-home mums. Yeah, you know, right. I think they get a, a pretty hard deal out there and, you know, give them the option to work from home and care for their kids and pick up their kids after school and give them flexible hours and a, a nice Mac and a and a great environment to work in and it pays off in, in spade. Yeah. Yeah. So what you're saying is really get clear on on where, how and where you do your best work. Yeah, and even even kind of next level of that is like get clear on how, how and where you do your best work and then have your team have the same conversation rather than us go, well, I do my best work at a noisy cafe. That's probably some people's idea of help. So rather than, you know, okay, great. So just we're, move, we're moving into the cafe. How about you let people figure that out? So I've got um, a great guy on my team called Adam who's up in um, in uh, Lennox Head up near Byron Bay. You know, he's just come full-time on board with us as of – like a week ago, I'm stoked. Like he's just an absolute gun, and he's he's such a you know he's a coach, so he, he coaches our clients. He's a, a complete badass. I'm stoked to be able to have him on the team. So Adam, if you're listening, um, probably well, amazing. He's yeah, awesome. sure, Adam. So Soda, he's a yeah. yeah, he's a complete legend, right? So we were just chatting the other day about you know his you know he's kind of transitioned into working you know more com- you know more full with us, and what that's got to look like in terms of not just not physical office but time, and just respecting your own rhythms about that stuff is so important. So like. You know, we were talking about the gym last night. I've just started the CrossFit a few months ago, and I'm super addicted. And I'm telling everybody that they should at least check it out. And he's like, "Yeah, but it's got set classes, and and my week, my my work times are, are pretty set and scheduled. And I like the idea of just being able to kind of drop things and go, pop into the gym whenever I want. So for him, that kind of freedom is really important. For me, I always split my workday into three sort of time zones. You know, me time, we time, and them time. So I do I do my own work in the morning. I very rare I have. Uh, appointments early in the morning because I'm, you know, that's when I do my stuff. You know, when my brain's fresh. Yep. And then I've got us time, which is you know, me and the team. Less so now because Kiri Marie, my uh, amazing wife, is is running the backstage of our business and just doing a, a crazy good job. But you know, it used to be me and then us, and then I'm happy to talk to anybody else after that because uh, you know I'd, I'd made sure I got everything that needed to get done, sort of done. So just kind of respect your own your own kind of vices or kind of vibes. You know, how do you want it to be and, and structure your your time and your space and your tools and the people around you to kind of bring out your best. And I think to respect other people. I mean, let, I mean, let's bring this back to sort of the designer-business owner relationship. You know, designers respect the business owners and the way they work. They may not work the same way you work, you know, and be considerate of those things. And what you'll find is you have a far, far better relationship and you'll get better results, you know. Um, if somebody does need that quiet, more focused environment, work with them in that environment and you can go back to your static noise and, and mm. buzzing office and music playing. But when your clients come, maybe turn that off. If, if that's not the way they work. Yeah, my Uncle Rolf was a, I think part of my, you know, where design got into my DNA was, uh, number one, dad was an architect and I used to kind of, as, as a kid, see him kind of 
uh, hunched over his drafting table designing hospitals and, and museums and stuff. And then my my hero growing up was uh, my second cousin, or you know, I called him my uncle, but his second cousin, Rolf, who was an industrial designer, designed furniture and um, parachutes for the Italian paramilitary and a yacht and all this cool stuff. Rolf used to do this interesting thing where he'd he'd always work with the radio on, but he'd set the, you know, like he'd turn the little knob so it was in between stations, not on the station. So it was just like in the yeah. background, which filled up the space. You know, I just got, a, I guess, an appreciation for different ways to, to turn your brain on. I think, yeah, respecting other people's kind of preferences around that stuff is really important. Yeah, and, and you just have to communicate that with each other. And, and yeah, respect is a key word for sure. Hey, um, we're, we're going to wrap up fairly soon, soon Tucky, but um, I just want to take it back to the, you know, the design aspect and what you do is pretty special. When you get a new client on board, you put a lot of effort into the design on what you deliver to them. Can you just talk a little bit about that? About the welcome box? Yeah, and what's the lifetime value of doing something like that? I'm really proud of this. Hey, it, it took a while to build this box, and, and uh, I'm pretty pretty proud of it. So somebody joins our program called Black Belt, and uh, we don't tell them it's coming, but they get this box in the mail. And uh, so imagine a... Um, uh, how big is it? Sort of A4, you know, width and length and probably about 10 centimetres deep or something yeah. like that. Uh, it's matte black, logo embossed in the top. Uh, they open it up. It arrives, you know, arrives kind of about 24 hours after they – sorry, it gets shipped 24 hours after they join and depending on where they are in the world, it, you know, it takes you know, between a day and a three or four days to get there. They open this thing up and inside are a, a bunch of goodies. And so the program they've just joined is called Black Belt. And uh, so inside there's a – among other things, a white karate belt. And there's a little swing tag on it, which is, you know, congratulations on starting your journey. There's also a, uh, an iPod for them to listen to, like a, a little iPod, uh, iPod shuffle, iPod mini, whatever it's called, which has got some training to get them up to speed. It's got a workbook. Do you, you know that app on a, that iPad drawing app called Paper 53? Paper by 53? Yeah, 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 yeah. Great. So what you can do, we built a welcome book in that app, Paper by 53, and you can print it out and have like a custom moleskin journal made with your drawings. <laughs> and so it's got a custom moleskin book which kind of opens up like this humongous sort of 10-foot uh, concertina of welcome to Black Belt and here's how your journey's going to work and here's who's who in the team and here's how to get the most out of us and here's what we need from you and, and here's your goals and, and here's the website. And it just kind of it tells the – it's like this welcome to Black Belt journal, journey. It's a beautiful little book. It's got uh, a little note from the iPod, you know, that I'm your Black Belt iPod shuffle um, listen to me, but don't sync me with your computer or you'll erase all my contacts. If you happen to you know, accidentally erase my contents, that's totally okay. Just email uh, the iPod resurrection hotline at you know, iWifeMyiPod at moreclients.com.au or something like that. And uh, just, <laughs> just lovely stuff, right? Really thoughtful. Yeah, really thoughtful. What sort of feedback do you get? Well, people take uh, selfies with their white belt. Yeah, people are uh, really surprised and blown away and it's just a lovely touch. I'm a big believer that yeah, as the world gets more and more digital, you should you should lean physical and get as tangible as you possibly can. I think it was um, Herb Keller who runs Southwest Airlines. Uh, he said uh, if your people are flying one of our you know, on one of our planes and they spot a gravy stain on the tray table, they think that we don't do our aircraft maintenance properly. So the way that people judge a service is is you know by the because you know, a lot of the stuff you deliver in a service are intangible and kind of invisible. So how do we make work visible, first of all? And secondly, how do we have people infer, you know, make decisions around, you know, their judgment of our quality based on the stuff that we do put in front of them, you know? And I want them to feel like they're in, you know, a classy community where 
you know, leadership and care will be taken with them and their business. And uh, we do that through the physical as well as the other stuff that we do. Uh, that is incredible, Taki. Yeah, I, th- I think mate, you're just following through on the commitment that you've made in your branding coming up to the sale. It doesn't end there. You know, it continues on through the journey and, and, and you're starting on the right foot. You're starting the relationship off with, you know, a, a great welcome to the program. And and so do, do you think that 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 doing that and developing it to the point where you've got it now actually, you know, has a direct impact on referrals and the lifetime yeah, value of your clients? Of course it does because what happens when somebody goes, hey, you know, you know what are they going to tell their friends? I got, a, I, got a, I got my white belt yesterday. Well, what do you mean you got your white belt? I didn't know you do karate. No, 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 I, I don't do karate. I'm growing my business with this Taki guy. And so when they come to their first event, uh, if they've followed through and done their homework, then they'll, they'll earn their yellow belt. Yeah, there's a whole progression of belts from white to black that people earn and they're they are you know status symbols they're you know recognition points but they're also talking points you know seth godin said you know if you want people to you know remark about you be remarkable and so i'm mm. giving people a you know something that's that's worth talking about yeah i think that's killer look I, and and it sounds like you go to a massive effort and there's probably a decent cost involved in mm. in that designing of that box yeah and like custom-built box and all of the gear cost me a fortune and we you know but dude you know it's binary you're either going to be classy or you're not mm. yeah. you, you use one of the best companies in australia to actually produce the physical box you know and i, I know that's not a, a cheap prospect but you know interestingly enough one of the things that we do in our design team at the moment is we have a daily design breakdown so what we do is we go and grab somebody else's design and the design team all comment on that design right, right? Yeah. and we just did the Amazon shipping carton, right? And that's a great example of simplicity and following through. And, I mean, if you haven't seen the Amazon shipping carton, go and have a look because what they've done is they've taken the little arrow from the Amazon logo, which goes from A to Z in the Amazon logo, and they've printed it on the side of the box and it looks like a smile, right? And one of the first comments that all the team said is, I'd be smiling if I got my delivery from Amazon, you know. Now, Amazon could quite easily ship in plain brown boxes just like everybody else does. But it's that moment of joy when they've followed through on their commitment by taking that extra little bit of care that gets people talking, you know. And and they'd leave that. You know, people would almost be inclined to leave that box out right. so that when their friends come over for dinner that night, they see that they just got their Amazon delivery. And you're talking about it right now. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So it's totally working. I was this weekend. I ran. Uh an event that we do called the Million Dollar Coach Intensive. It's my birthday in a couple of days, and so I let people know that it was my birthday. And if they wanted to bring me a present, they could. And it was completely, it's just for a laugh. I just love the fact that people I haven't met bring me gifts. I think it's awesome. So uh, this woman comes and she brings me this box, and it's, it's got a nice kind of weight and heft to it. And uh, it's kind of nice um, sort of brown paper, but with a little, it had a little sticker on the, on the side on this kind of really kind of slightly transparent tape. And it said, uh, please don't use a knife or sharp object to, to uh, open me, you might, you might, you know, you might do some damage to the contents. Just um, gently peel the tape, and so to peel the tape, I had to flip the box upside down. When I flipped it upside down, there's this, you know, really nice black um, sort of rubber stamp that's been stamped on, and it says something like, "Oh, so you like looking at my bottom, do you?" And I just laughed. <laughs> <laughs> it's cool, right? So you know, thanks, you know, thanks for that. But uh, I just, yeah, it's just a chance to, um, yeah, to kind of stand out, and make people smile. We have a card that we send to to clients. Uh, which has got like a the picture of a you know, it's like a postcard, right? It's got a picture of a really, really angry, frustrated, like steam blowing out of his ears businessman on on one side, and on the back it says, 
you hear a black belt, you know, it says, hi, Greg, you hear a black belt, we want everything to go perfectly. So if, uh, I, I'm going to get the words wrong, but it's something like, you know, so if, you know, your login isn't working or you can't find a tool or you've tested something and it didn't work how you wanted or you're just having a lousy day and you want to unload on someone, please just, you know, call this number and, you know, talk to us. And the, and the thing says, please complain. It's just like, it's just another way to kind of reach out and make somebody, you know, make someone, if you get cut through and you make people smile. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's all about designing a, a good experience. Yeah, I think way too many companies put so much effort into the front-end design and then it just ends at the purchase. Yeah, you know? hey, you're in, let's dump this dude. Yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, Greg and I, we've talked about this before. You know, people design a beautiful piece of packaging for a product. The product is great. They spend all this money advertising it. Then you open up the product and the instructions in the box are so terrible that you can – it's either on a flimsy piece of paper that tears as you pull it out of the box, yeah. so you're trying to sticky tape it back together to read it, or the instructions are so bad you have no idea how to get the product working. So, you know, it's it's you carry it through. Follow through on your commitment to your customers right through till the next purchase. Yeah, and it pays you back in space. I mean, the company that everybody talks about – because they should is Apple, you know, fifth yeah. largest, you know, biggest company in the states or whatever it is, or in the world by revenue. And it's, you know, they're a design company. They make incredible, and they don't, people don't buy them because they're just because they're beautiful. But everything they do is, is simple and it's classy and it's, mm-hmm. you know, how do we just bring a little bit more of that to UBS? And like, you know, if if you're a designer and you listen to this, well, you know that, of course you do. And if you're a business owner, listen to this, then just go, hey, you know what? What if I could just bring a little bit more care, a little bit more class? to uh, the stuff that I do and, you know, working with a, you know, a designer who gets this stuff who can help you build something that not only converts better but positions you well as well. You know, we don't want, you know, just pretty but we want pretty that converts and uh, when we do that, just great things happen. Man, I love it. I was going to ask you then, Taki, what's uh, one tip you would have to, you know, for small businesses to get them a better result? Would you say you've just said it or have you got more to add to that? Uh, well, yeah, I mean, I think definitely, you know, working with a designer who can help you do that stuff. But just think about how do you make everything you do look and feel like it's part of the one thing, right? So if you got, you know, if you get any any of my collateral, you know, you come to a conference and there's a name tag and there's a workbook and there are there are slides, there's an attendee sign-off sheet, you know, where people kind of mark it, you know, we tick them off when they come in the door. There are easels with um, you know, kind of A1 size posters on them. You know, all of the pieces fit together and you go, hey, this is all part of the one thing. So the first thing I do is like get your designer to, bu- you know, to build you a style guide or a vibe guide or at least kind of create some, you know, create one piece of collateral that you like and then kind of try to spread that look and feel across everything you do from now on. But here's the thing. Don't just love your clients. You know, lots of companies I see have like really good you know, customer-facing stuff, but their internal stuff looks like crap. What if, what if you treated your team just as, with just as much kind of care and class as you do your customer and you make your internal stuff look gorgeous too? Uh, it just kind of creates a really nice place and it says, you know, hey, you know, we're serious about this. Design isn't just kind of what we do to impress people. It's who we are. Mm-hmm. We live it. Yeah, we live it. Exactly. Cool. Mate, absolutely. Look, Taki, it has just been so much fun having you on the podcast. And I would recommend to any listener today, you know, have a look at, at Taki's website. If you get a chance to see him live, whether you're a you're a wannabe coach or not, his content is fabulous and just about anybody can learn from him. Taki, where can people connect with you? And I know you're a big fan of Facebook. Yeah, I suck at email. So I mean definitely you could connect with me on Facebook. Taki Moore and uh, www.coachmarketingmachine.com is the place where I uh, 
I post all my cool videos. Uh, we run a webinar once a week, and there's some cool free stuff that people can check out. I'd, I'd go to the site or friend me on Facebook. The other place that people can find me usually is down at my local cafe with a Sharpie in my hand. So if you see a dude <laughs> with headphones on and a Sharpie marker and he's drawing circles, triangles, and squares, it's probably me. So pop, up, pop over and say good day. And no shoes. And no shoes. Exactly. <laughs> cool. And if there's any coaches listening, like have a look at Taki's site, coachmarketingmachine.com, and download his triage call nine minute shortcut to signs A grade clients PDF, because that is the classy type of design that we're talking about here. Yeah, that's a great piece of gear. Thanks, mate, for mentioning Cool, man. Yeah, that is absolutely awesome. Thanks, Taki, and uh, we'll catch you around the traps. Thanks for keeping it real. <laughs> Thanks, buddy. <laughs> See you guys. See ya. Wow, that was an amazing interview. Absolute gold in that. It was jam-packed. Listener, I hope you enjoyed it. Feel free to leave a comment below in our at therealmagic.com. Love to hear what you think. And uh, Al, what's your what's your killer tip from from that last half? Look, you know, I just love the fact that you know in the last episode, Taki talked about not having a style guide but a vibe guide and and putting that throughout his business. Um, and you know, really, listener, think about where you do your best work. You know, respect yourself as much as you respect your customers and clients and design your environment, design your internal material and design your office, design everything around what's going to be the best for you and your team and respect that people work differently. You know, I just think that that's just a phenomenal insight, both in business and in life. Yeah, man. And for me, you know, it's really think about the after sales process and all the finer details that every touch point you have with your customer is is thought of and really try and give your whole experience, you know, congruency throughout and just make everything high class like Taki says. Yeah, you wouldn't want a customer to accidentally think you're crap just because your design is bad. Yeah, that's it. All right. Well, thank you very much, listener. I hope you've enjoyed the two parts of the Taki Moore episode. Um, we will catch you on the next episode. And like Greg said, we would love a five-star review. Any comments on therealmagic.com or on iTunes. Subscribe and uh, keep in touch. See you on the next episode. Thanks, listener. Thanks for listening to The Real Magic Podcast. Hear more at therealmagic.com.